Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Shoddy bass, shoddy booze. Chungies, chungies, chungaloos. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hope You're Okay. Welcome to my podcast. Today we're sipping some Appley Ever After, which is the Honest Kids No Sugar Added Apple Juice. And let me tell you, my kids will never drink this. This tastes like literal sewage water. Yeah, disgusting. Wow, that's really, that's truly astonishing. Okay. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Good dusk, good dawn, and welcome back to Hope You're Okay, the podcast. My name is Adele, and I am your host. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. If you're new, welcome back. If you're not, today we have got a full episode of chat. I was going to say talking, and then I was also going to say chatting, so you see how it came out tatting. There will be no tatting. We will be chatting. I missed you guys so much. So glad to be back. Look at us posting two weeks in a row. We're really getting the hang of this podcasting thing, I think. Let's get into some housekeeping. Oh, let me tell you what the episode's going to be about. So today we're going to talk about what it is like to be in love with your best friend. If you are in love with your best friend, we're going to give you some advice, some tactics, some... Honestly, I don't remember. I wrote the outline for this episode like a week and a half ago. So we'll just see where the time takes us at this point. Um, We're also going to be featuring a little Don't Be a Mean Girl segment. So that'll be fun. And then we're, of course, going to do housekeeping. I was going to say to all the boys I've loved before, that's not a segment of the show. Should it be? Should we do like a crush segment? Like once a week you guys send in like crush problems and we talk about them and we call it to all the boys I've loved before because that is cutie. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Tell me if you guys would like that. We could do like a relationship segment, almost like a question of the week. But it would be like a relationship segment and we could talk about like crushes or anything like that. And we would call it to all the boys I've loved before. Cutie. Anyways, um, no, we're going to be doing the Craig Hound. We're going to be doing the That Really Sucks and all of those things. Um, But before we get into any of that, let's just do some housekeeping. I started Bridgerton, guys. (laughs) A moment of silence, please. And now a round of applause, I think. Wow, really good. Woo! Okay, yes, I started episode one of Bridgerton, season one. Um, last week with my roommate, very excited. I'm not sure why I didn't watch it when it was a craze. I have a hard time watching things when they're trending. It just feels like a lot is being expected of me. Um, and it feels more like a chore to watch something when it's trending now that no one really cares if I'm watching it or not. Um, at least season one, I feel like I can. Also, half of my TikTok is flooded by Bridgerton things, and I want to be in the know. So, started episode one, loved it. Um, I think I'm really going to enjoy it. I watched Downton Abbey a lot when I was younger, and so it's kind of giving me that. XO, XO? It's kind of giving me that. Um, Crossed over with Gossip Girl, which I've heard a lot of people say, which I also never watched. Um, yeah, didn't watch Gossip Girl. Watched like four episodes, but then kind of got bored. Same thing with Pretty Little Liars. It just, the episodes were so long and it was just so many seasons. And I was like, this is not even worth it. Same thing with that one with the girls, Gilmore Girls. Couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
Um, I don't think I can watch an episode of something alone if it's longer than 20 minutes. I have a very short attention span. Anyway, not the point. I started Bridgerton. Um, so sorry it's taking me this long, but really passionate, looking forward to what the uh, the future will hold in this Bridgerton journey that we're about to embark upon together. My show is this past weekend. Woo! So if you guys remember last week, I was in the middle of tech week. So this weekend, Friday and Saturday, was our show, our performances, and they were so good. Um, opening night was really great. Everybody's family came out. Not mine, obviously, because I'm out of state, but everybody that was in state, their family came out. So a lot of my friends' families came, um, and I got to see them again because I know most of my friends families but I got to meet some of them see some of them again um I had my friends come out and see me my roommates came out and saw me so that was really nice and yeah it was really good the first show was great went off without a hitch um except for the song that sounded terrible but that's not the point um and then the second show was a lot smaller um and, and it didn't really have any problems but a lot of us not me because I can't live on the edge, but a lot of my co-actors and actresses, a lot of the other cast um, like changed lines a little bit um, to like make it funnier or to do something like that because it was the last show, so it didn't really matter. So that was fun. And then we had a cast dinner, which was so cutie. And yeah, um, it's so interesting for my theater kids. You guys will understand what I'm saying. It's so much fun to like be a part of a cast and do a show like that, but it's always so sad after the show's over, especially in college because we have our shows this spring semester, so then in like a few weeks after that, we go back home for the summer, which is three weeks, I mean three weeks, three months long of a break, which is a really long break. So that's always a little sad to take that long of a break because you become so close and you see each other every day for like four plus hours a day and then you don't see each other at all, but cares about that. And lastly, I finished all of my assignments, the assignments that I was so stressed out about. I did my four page, five page actually paper that I was talking about last week. I finished it um, in two hours yeah i'm really good and then <laughs> and then i had a group research paper that also got turned in that same day so i was exhausted and i was sitting in front of my computer and doing a lot of typing but i got it all done and it kind of feels like the semester's pretty much over now last week felt a lot like finals week i don't know if that was just our school but i've been talking to a bunch of people and this past week we had so much work that it was literally insane so hopefully finals won't be as bad because i don't know if i can do that back to back um, but yeah, now basically I just have a debate that I need to prepare for next week and then it's pretty much smooth sailing from there, shoddies. Anyways, that is enough of the housekeeping. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. It is time to talk about being in love with your best friend. So you're in love with your best friend, huh? First of all, I would like to clarify that when I say in love, that is a very strong word and I don't think I've actually ever been in love with anyone, um, but... It just sounds better than saying, so you like your best friend. Like, that's boring. Eh, boo. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Lame. So you're in love with your best friend is what we're going to say. Um, wow. Interesting boat to be in. Have I been in the situation? Countless times. Countless times. Because as we discovered in the episode, um, do you like them or are you just friends? I had a very hard time in my high school years trying to decipher the difference between liking someone as a friend and liking someone romantically um yeah it's probably the mental illness anyways so yes i had this problem countless times anytime i would get 
a best friend of the opposite sex, I would literally immediately be in love, um, which is really unfortunate because when you're just trying to be besties, that kind of harshes my mellow, harshes my vibe. Disclaimer, um, because I do have people that knew me in high school that I do believe listen to this podcast. I was not in love with every single one of my best friends. Um, so I don't want to get any texts because that has happened before and we will be having none of that. I'm not confessing my love for any of you through my podcast. So please, that that's enough of that. Anyways. Um, okay. So you're in love with your best friend back to you. Um, so there's a few things that we need to weigh out here. First, there are two options. First, you have to establish if you are actually in love with them or if you're just friends. And we have a whole episode for that. It's literally titled, Do You Like Them or Are You Just Friends? It talks about how to kind of decipher if you like someone romantically or if you just really like them as a friend and like having them around because honestly, the feelings for some of us are very similar. Um, I know for me, I fall for people platonically very hard sometimes. Like, I just love them so much and I love being around them and I want to be around them all the time, but not in a romantic way. Um, And it can get really confusing, especially if the friend is attractive or if I could be attracted to them in that way. Like, it's just a lot. Anyways, so we had a whole episode about that um, a few weeks ago. So if you want to go listen to that one first, I would probably suggest that because that's what you first need to establish. If you actually have feelings for them, if you actually are quote, quote, in love with them, or if you're just friends and you're, for lack of better words, confused. Um, But if you are, if you listen to that episode or you know that you are for sure down bad, um, then you have to ask yourself if you want to do anything about it. Um, and I thought this was a important option to present because I feel like a lot of times we don't think about the fact that crushes can just exist. And I do believe that I talked about this in the do you like them or are you just friends you don't have to act on a crush or an emotion or any feeling but in this specific situation you don't have to act on a crush or liking someone just because you feel it um if you're in love with your best friend you don't have to do anything about that it will pass eventually um probably possibly i I hate saying that because people would tell me that and I'd be like, it won't though, but it will not pass. And a lot of times it it didn't until I found a new one. Um, So there's that. But you know yourself, you know for you if it's going to pass, how long it's going to take to pass over, and it probably will. So if you do like somebody and you don't think you guys are compatible or maybe you're in high school and they're about to graduate or you're in college and they're about to graduate or you're about to graduate or whatever reason it wouldn't work out or you're just not thinking that you guys suit each other and you don't want to do anything about it, that is an option. You can simply like someone and that's the end of it. I know it's shocking, truly, especially for anxious people, because I feel like it's a little bit harder for me. It was really hard to leave a crush alone and just not do anything about it. But once you start practicing it, it becomes a lot easier than you think. And it really relieves a lot of stress to just like somebody and not constantly be thinking about having to do something about it or waiting for them to do something about it. Just like let it exist or you know, you could do the following. So we're going to do one of my favorite things on this podcast to do, which is a pros and cons list, perhaps. Um, So if you do talk to them and if you don't talk to them about it, um, let's start with the if you do column. 
So if you do decide that you want to do something about it, talk to them about it um, is probably the first thing I would tell you to do privately. And don't hate me. Don't boo tomato, tomato, tomatoes me. But talk to them in person. I know. I know. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Listen to me right now. It is the year 2022. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, what you look like, what you smell like, what you wear, what you eat for dinner. You, what? You can talk to someone about your feelings in person. We don't need to be sending text messages anymore talking about I like you in the invisible iMessage font that's so stupid and poopy. You have, <laughs> you have to talk in person. I don't know why I feel so passionately about this. I, from ages like 10 until like 16, had never told anyone in person that I liked them, ever. And then once I got to college, I was like, okay, I am a grown-up. Now I have to be able to communicate these things in person to people's faces. So I did, and the first uh, one, two, were literal hell. It was terrible. Um, actually, no, they were all terrible. It was bad, but I, I was proud of myself afterwards, and I will say that, A, it eliminates the aspect of you going back and reading the text messages because you know that's what you're going to want to do after a while, whether it's just to make yourself feel worse or to just look over how stupid you were four years from now. Um, so it eliminates that completely. Um, it also is just, sounds manipulative. It's not manipulative, but it kind of gives you more of a sense of control which is good if you think you're going to be rejected which I always knew that I was going to be rejected because I'm really good at telling whether or not people feel the same way about me and so I knew I was going to be rejected all of the times but I have this weird thing where I can't move on unless I tell them to their face that I like them so that I can get over it I don't know why but it kind of gives you the upper hand because it's like you know that you're going to tell them this thing and so you can prepare and you know what you're going to say and then you can just leave. They're going to be caught off guard. You're going to pop in on a Tuesday afternoon and be like, hey, I'm in love with you. They're going to be like, what? And then you're just going to walk away. It's not really your problem anymore. Kind of makes you feel like a boss, low key. Like it kind of just gives, whereas if you text them, then they can read it they cannot reply i had a friend who accidentally texted someone and confessed her emotions and he just never replied ever they're friends they still coexist they're close friends good friends even one might say besties and he's just never acknowledged the fact that she professed her undying love for him no it wasn't that deep but like he just never so that is the thing about texting like they could show it to people that's a big thing not as much in college but in high school if you profess feelings for someone over text chances are they're going to show it to someone and you can't even be mad at them because if you think about it and it was flipped the script and it was flipped the script and you flipped the script is what I'm trying to say because if you think about it how many times have you received screenshots or even just looked over your friend's shoulder at people confessing their love for her a lot of times right a lot of times because that's just what you do you need reinforcements so i just think even though it seems like texting is the better less embarrassing option it could go so much more wrong like what if you text them that you like them and someone else has their phone in their hand humiliating terrifying 
crying, screaming, throwing up, sliding down a wall, dancing in a toilet, standing back up, getting out the toilet, getting back into the toilet, flushing myself down the toilet, even perhaps. I can't, no, I cannot imagine the humiliation. No, 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 no. We have to do it in person, has to be private. That way you know who you're giving the information to, you get the upper hand. That's just the way it has to go. Okay, next point. If you do decide you want to do something about it, consider what may happen if it doesn't work out. Um, not if you get rejected, but if you don't get rejected, you guys start dating and then the relationship doesn't work. That's what we need to think about. Um, especially if you guys are genuinely best friends, that's no, actually in both cases, it's bad. Whether it's like somebody you're best friends with, and this is your genuine actual other half bestie, or you guys are best friends within a friend group, both could go really badly if you're both not prepared to deal with that um i'm not even going to say prepared to deal with it maturely because i do think even if you are mature it can be really really awkward especially if it is a friend group because then it's like somebody in the friend group or people in the friend group might feel like they need to pick sides depending on if the breakup was messy like you have to think about these things and see if it's really worth it i personally think that this reason or this being a reason for you guys not to date is dumb and stupid um because it oh sorry that sounded so harsh but I always say a relationship only has to work once like you only have to be in a relationship where you guys don't break up one time for it to last forever that's kind of the whole point and so to not date just because if you guys were to break up your friends might be a little uncomfortable is dumb unless you genuinely know for a fact that it will never ever be the same um and you don't think it's worth it I don't think there was ever a scenario in which I didn't think it was worth it I had friends who didn't think it was worth it I don't even think we talk anymore, so it probably would have been worth it, but cares about that. So just consider what may happen in your specific situation. If it were to not work out, would you be able to just hop back into being best friends? Would you lose each other as a best friend? Are you guys are you guys okay with that risk? Like weigh out our options on that one. Okay. And then if you do decide you want to do something about it, the last and the last point in the if you do decide you want to do something about it category is to consider your friend group, which, yes, a little bit like what I was talking about before, like how your friend group would be affected if you guys broke up. But more so in this point, I'm talking about considering how your friend group would feel if you guys were to get together. I'll, a lot of a lot of friend groups um, like to engage in what I like to call friend group incest um <laughs> that sounds disgusting but I personally think it's disgusting um for example I will give you a situation that happened my freshman year of college um I'll change around the names a little bit though or I won't how are you gonna tell who's gonna tell you not me so there was this friend group my freshman year of college and um we'll call one of the guys John We'll call one of the guys Peter and we'll call one of the guys Paul, like in the Bible. <laughs> and then the girls, we'll call them Anne, um, Jane, and Mary. I'm going to forget these names. Anyways, cares about that. Basically, they all started dating each other. Um, 
Wow, I've completely forgotten the names that I just laid out. We're gonna call them guy one, guy two, guy three, girl one, girl two, girl three. Okay, so guy one and girl one start dating, okay? Then guy three and girl three start dating. Then girl two has a crush on guy two and wants to complete the friend group incest circle. But guy two says, mm mm mm, mm mm mm, mm mm mm, uh, 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 and does not feel the same. Well, bing, 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 guess what? Guy one and girl one break up. Yeah, yeah, they do. So then um, guy one and girl two start dating. Yeah, right. Um, then girl three and guy three, they break up. And, and then, <laughs> and then guy three and girl one start dating. And guy three and girl one are still dating to this day. So very good for them. But everybody else has broken up and they're not even friends anymore. Nobody else in the friend group is friends anymore because it's weird. It starts to be weird. So what I'm saying is if the best friend that you're in love with is in one of those situations where they've dated one of your friends, which I think is weird, but cares, that's up to you. Um, or if one of your friends has liked them in the past or anything like that. Just be prepared for the backlash that that might bring and the fact that it might be jeopardizing your entire friend group and see if that's worth it. Now, like I said, rarely ever do I think this is a reason to not date somebody, especially since I don't think friend groups really ever last anyways, question mark, question mark. There are very few that do, um, but remember that most of the time you are not the exception to the rule. So your friend group is probably not going to last forever and ever and ever, amen, but still you know they might last through the four years of college and if these are your people maybe it's not worth it maybe it's not or maybe it is i don't know up to you just something to consider if you don't want to do anything about it let's go over the options that you have to try and progress move on even the first thing that i suggest personally one of my personal favorites for not doing anything about it is catching the ick um this is a lot easier for girls who like boys. I'm not sure if boys who like girls can even catch the ick. I don't think, I'm not sure if boys can catch the ick at all. Feedback, please. Uh, men, write in. Let me know if you've caught the ick for a girl. And if you have, can you please tell me what it was? Because so far on TikTok and within my guy community that I have, I've never heard of a man catching an ick a day in his life. But if you are a female, we catch them all the time. And it's to the point where it's almost easier to catch them than it is to not catch them. So just try thinking about him in the ick scenarios and then that'll normally do it if it's a stage one early crush. Um, some of my favorite icks to imagine are imagining him throwing up all over himself and then calling for his mom. That, that one, someone told me that and I was like, um, number two is going to be um, imagining him eating sushi with a fork because um, he doesn't know how to use chopsticks and getting really frustrated. So he tries to use the chopsticks at this fancy sushi restaurant and then he cannot use the chopsticks and he ends up messing up all the sushi and it's a, just a big pile of rice and seaweed and then he throws the chopsticks to the ground in anger and frustration and starts shoveling the sushi into his mouth with a fork while everyone around is sitting and watching in judgment at the two of you that one works really well um a third one that i always works for me but i'm a germaphobe so that might be why this grosses me out so thoroughly but um 
the action of him brushing his teeth and letting all the spit stuff just drip down his chin really gets me that that's it that's the whole ick i just can't imagine um number four imagining any man taking a dump it's not natural i mean it is but it's it just doesn't feel right to me just imagining a man just like sitting down with his hairy legs pooing will make you not like anyone i think um and then lastly one of my favorites is imagining them taking off their pants but not in like a sexy way like not like ooh, what not no no like taking off their pants like um like how we all did when we were kids where you like pull the pants off and then instead of like pulling the pants off with your hands you just like stomp on the pants until they come off like you just keep lifting your knees ridiculously high to pull the pants off of your ankles um yeah just imagining him doing that like hunched over like an animal will normally get you going the opposite direction so those are all really good um okay moving on so if you don't want to do anything about it um the next thing that i might suggest is going to make me sound like a psychopath so please everyone put your phones down don't call 911 no one call the therapist office i'm fine i'm in therapy this is not crazy it's just a coping mechanism that I have maybe possibly used in the past and I wanted to share it with you. Now, if nobody can relate to this, then forget I said anything. I've never done this and I think it's crazy talk. Perhaps try just acting like you're dating them in your head. This sounds crazy. No, okay, so this actually, not in a crazy way not in like a triggering way, not in a way where you like touch them inappropriately or act like you're like their girlfriend, not in that way, but just like that was the way that I could tell myself in my brain so I wouldn't think about it all the time. Does that make any sense? This is what this is what I'm trying to say. In situations where he would be like really cute or I would be like, oh gosh, I like you. You know, you have those moments. I would just be like, okay, we're already dating. We're already dating. What would I do in this moment if we were already dating? And nine times out of 10, the answer is nothing. Like nothing. Like I wouldn't do anything differently. I would just be like, aw, he's cute. That's it. But like, for some reason in the crush mindset thinking oh he's cute was like eating me alive and then in the boyfriend mindset it was like yeah he's cute and that's it and that's all so mm, not sure if that changes anything whatsoever but uh, hopefully that helps please don't be weird with that information that i just gave you oh gosh lastly if you don't want to do anything about it um i used to do this a lot in middle and high school pin them on someone else if that helps for some people this helps for some people it doesn't um but trying to find someone else that they look really good with or perhaps finding out who they like sometimes makes it easier to stop liking them um depending on how 
far you are in liking them if you're like actually in love then perhaps no but if you're just like oh like I have a crush and it's like annoying and I can't get rid of it sometimes finding out who they like or seeing someone that would be better suited for them than you makes it easier for you to get over them because you want them to be with the other person so badly um so you can kind of like ship them ship them out of your feelings if that helps at all I've done it before it helped it did a little bit kind of except that I'm lying and it didn't help but it has helped for other people so if that's something that could help you maybe try that um and yeah other than that think about what you're doing make sure you actually like them hopefully it works out um a few other episodes you could listen to if you are in love with your best friend are the crushies episode um where we talk about the different stages of being in a crush and then the do you like them or are you just friends episode um where we decipher whether or not we like them and then possibly even the is he a player or are you just paranoid episode if you're having a little best friend player moment um a little enemies to lovers perhaps if you're living my wattpad dream even um but yeah hopefully that helped you decipher what you wanted to do if you wanted to act on it if you didn't how you wanted to act on it how you wanted to not act on it um and just kind of made you feel a little bit understood and taken care of um if you guys have any specific scenarios or any questions always feel free to dm me my dms are always open on all of my social media platforms Instagram's probably the easiest one maya adele m-y-a-h-a-d-e-l-e or the podcast uh instagram which is hope you're okay podcast feel free to shoot us over a message on either of those i check you guys' questions and comments in my tiktok videos about the podcast so you can ask something there too if you'd like um and yeah hopefully this helped let's move on to are you a mean girl so this segment was inspired because i had a full breakdown the other day because i was like wow i am literally mean Am I mean? No, not at all. Um, I think I was just having a moment, but it did inspire this little segment because I was like, "Mm, I'm not mean now, but there was definitely a time in my life when I was a mean girl. I was fully a mean girl. And I don't even know if I knew I was a mean girl, but I just truly to my core think that being a mean girl or a mean boy or a mean person in general is just the ugliest look a person could have it's just so not hot sexy beautiful giving at all i just don't think it's mm -mm, no somebody lied to her several times and told her she was beautiful hot and sexy and she's not i i think i would cry if someone genuinely called me mean i think it's the worst thing to be called as a girl just like how like calling a guy a weird guy is like really insulting calling a girl a mean girl like oh I would hate to be described that way so we're going to talk about my three little bullet points on how to not be a mean girl um so that we can all live laugh and love together in perfect peace harmony and also tranquility point number one be inclusive for the love of god that that is it that is what it says in the notes that is the point that is the title i just don't understand when being exclusive became cute question mark i think that some aspects of exclusivity can be fine um but you know when it's crossing that line to where you're being mean when there's a new person around you that's trying to talk to you um or trying to talk to you and your friends and you're like being mean to them 
I understand that maybe you want to keep your inner circle small. I do because I also want to keep my inner circle small and I have been uh, guilty of being exclusive in this way because sometimes personalities just aren't compatible and you find people annoying and I totally get that because I find people annoying all the time surprisingly because I'm extremely annoying and people find me annoying all the time which totally understandable sometimes personalities don't mesh and that is totally okay but what's not okay is for you to be grossly exclusive um like to tell somebody that they can't sit with you or to if somebody asks to like join you for like one thing not like a full weekend getaway but like hey can i join you guys' group for this project and for you to be like mm, no ew and even if you do have to say no there's no need for you to be gross about it like there's no need for you to be nasty and icky and disgusting about saying no you can just be like oh like i'm so sorry we're really packed full but let me see if i can find you somebody else who needs somebody in their group so much easier didn't have to be mean about it but also didn't have to open your heart and home to somebody that you don't maybe want in your inner circle which is understandable and okay also when it comes to being inclusive um there's a little side note for girls with guy friends um don't be a pick me queen don't be a pick me if your guy friends bring in other girls i understand that it can be hard to adjust because they're your guy friends and they're your babies and your blah blah blah, 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 blah i understand but cares about that you have to be inclusive anyways because it's hot and we all need to be acting the way that we look which is hot so let's stop doing that let's just be nice to the girls that are coming in and make them feel included and include them in conversation and ask them questions and all that kinds of stuff i remember i came into a friend group like a month ago um because i knew somebody in the friend group and they wanted me to meet their friends and so i did and i was extremely uncomfortable and i remember two of the girls came up to me and they were like hey what's your major what's your name nice to meet you this is my name like where did you meet so-and-so like that kind of thing and then they went back to what they were doing but just because of those like interactions i was like wow those are such nice girls like they are so nice that's what you want people to say about you right why would you want someone to think you're a mean girl ew that's gross okay next point if you're somebody who struggles with talking about other people physically i'm not gonna boo tomato 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 you because if you're listening to this podcast i would hope that you are self-aware enough to know that that is not a cute look on you but here's something that helps you or that hopefully will help you stop doing that um i when i had that problem of judging people this was in middle school so i was really just insecure but of judging people's appearances or things like that i got older and started to wonder why i would think that way and i started to realize this principle that i've been sharing with people and so far it has been recognized as correct anytime i would notice anything about another person's body I only noticed that thing because that was the thing that I was insecure about on my body. So, for example, I have a friend who always notices people's um, spider veins on their legs. Always, always, always. This same friend, though, has come to me multiple times about the spider veins on her legs. Every time she wears shorts, every time she wears skirts, she's always like, can you see this? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it from this lighting? Do they look especially bad today? Blah, 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 blah. I have never noticed 
anyone's spider veins. Not hers, not the people that she points out on the street. No one, not a single person, not the actors on TV, no one. I've never noticed a spider vein at any moment. I, I wouldn't be able to point one out if you showed one to me. As a matter of fact, she did show one to me once. Don't, I don't see it. I'm not secure about spider veins. I don't think I have any. I don't know, I couldn't tell ya. Hip dips, same, I don't. <sighs> Never once have I looked at someone and been like, look at that girl's hip dips, yeesh. Like never, never, a single time, never. However, you tend to notice things in other people that you're insecure about yourself. So I don't know what you wanna do with that information. Um, maybe it'll make you feel better because you'll realize that really the only reason people are looking at you is to look to see if you have what they're insecure about. Um, or maybe it'll make you self-reflect a little bit and realize that maybe you shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, it's just something to think about. My last point is just kind of my closing statement, which is that you should know, and if you don't know, then know now, that it is okay to not like someone. And it is okay if they know that you don't like them. Like, that's fine. What's not okay is to go out of your way to make somebody feel badly about themselves or to make other people feel differently towards them. So... I'm not saying that you have to like everyone. That's not what I'm saying at all because I don't like everyone. I don't even think that's possible. Not everyone's going to like you and that's perfectly fine. And the people that I don't like probably know that I don't like them that much. Not because I'm mean to them, just because you can kind of set, when two people aren't clicking, normally both people know. So like, yeah, it's okay if they know that you guys aren't going to be best friends and like move in together and, you know, get married to twin brothers and have twin babies and then, you know, have a dual wedding. But that doesn't mean you have to be mean to them because we should all want to be nice people. Nice girls are pretty girls. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Good day. Good April and welcome to That Really Sucks. Today's complaints are basically all the same thing, so let's just ramble them off. Number one, my car is super broken. Okay, like super broken. Uh, my steering wheel's broken. Some other things are broken. I haven't replaced my windshield wipers in like seven years. Found that out the other day. There's no windshield fluid in there. I, I literally, the car is falling apart. I did talk about this last week, but honestly, it's just gotten worse. So I felt the need to bring it up again because it really sucks. It really sucks. So if anyone wants to donate me a car, that would be great. Okay, next. I need a dress so badly for this wedding that I'm going to at the end of the month. It'll be like four days after I get back from school. I do not own a single semi-formal dress in my wardrobe, not a single one, like nothing that I can wear. And the only two things that I do kind of own that could be semi-formal if I just moved them correctly are white. And you can't wear white to a wedding. So please everyone pray that I can find a dress. I tried to go dress shopping this past weekend, found nothing, um, literally nothing. And now I don't even have any money to buy this dress. So really good. Um, okay, moving on. That really sucks. The last point is that I'm going to literally go broke. I have no money. Um, unsure as to what's happening. I feel like I'm not spending any money yet. I have none of it, so yeah, that really sucks, but anyway, that's really all I have. Other than that, things have been going pretty well. Um, school's almost out, summer is coming, hopefully big things are going to be happening this summer. I have a good feeling, a good vibe, and uh, everything's pretty good except for those things that, that really suck. Um, what are we complaining about for you today? Right. I agree.
<laughs> ghastly positively ghastly well thank you so much for sharing that really sucks rack count and then i really have to go my laundry has been done for the past 15 minutes and the last time um i didn't go get my laundry immediately my laundry basket was stolen from me so really got to get on that anyways i don't think i've cried at all this week oh that is a lie wow no i had a full mental breakdown um because i thought i was mean and yeah that was really it that was the whole reason i thought i was a mean person um who didn't deserve any of the good and wonderful things that i have in my life and i cried about it in front of someone at that disgusting i think that adds on another point crying in front of someone who had never seen me cry might i add so my cry counts like 2.5 what about you guys No, that sounds healthy. Okay, awesome. So glad we did this. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. That is all that I have for you. I hope that today's episode really enlightened you in some way. If not, you know, at least you killed, what, 45 minutes or something like that. Um, let me take another sip of my disgusting apple juice. Hold on. Wow, it tastes like urine. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you want to, don't forget to RRS, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, leave us a little 10 star. Nope, that is too many stars. Five star, <laughs> five star rating. Um, I see you guys rating. I'm watching you. That sounds so creepy. I'm No, okay. Anyways, thank you. I appreciate the ratings that have been left so far. Please leave more. Send this episode to your friend if... Um, they might be a little bit in love with the bestie. Um, send this over. Hopefully this can help them. Or, you know, if you see one of your close friends going down the mean girl path, just nonchalantly send them the timestamp to this episode and I'll talk it right out of them. Um, feel free to follow us on social media. As I said earlier, my Instagram is Maya Adele, M-Y-A-H-A-D-E-L-E. And the podcast Instagram is linked in my bio, but it is Hope You're Okay Podcast. Make sure to follow us on both of those. That way you have episode updates. Um, you'll know when I I'm not posting when I am posting an extra episode which will be happening over the summer fingers crossed so make sure to have that on turn on post notifications if you can I know you can do that on Apple podcast not sure if Spotify has that option but you can look around and check um and yeah I hope you guys know how proud I am of your creation I hope today's episode made you a little bit happier because I love you and I hope that you're okay